This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right. So, of course, you can take control. You can bring up anything that you want. Also, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about this evening. I mentioned last night that uh, there were more stories about the police shooting naked people. It wasn't more than a couple of weeks ago that the police uh, were in the news. I believe, I don't remember where it was. It was on a, I think it was Alabama. Yeah, it was at Alabama. I don't know if it was University of Birmingham, but one of their college campuses, somebody was shot by campus police. Uh, and I think this was actually talked about on one of the nights of the show, Mark, that you and I were not here when we were in Los Angeles, uh, that uh, a young man was shot while allegedly on LSD at the time, had uh, stripped his clothes off and he was hot. doing something naked on campus. Uh, apparently the officers in question there or officer felt threatened by something and decided to shoot this peaceful uh, young man who had not harmed anyone. Now, that wasn't apparently the only naked uh, person shooting going on in, across the country. There's news from California, San Francisco, Vallejo. A naked man was shot, according to CBS San Francisco, and killed by police in Vallejo early Sunday. And another naked man arrested after a bizarre drug-fueled disturbance that included a house fire and the decapitation of three birds, according to police. They Sounds like an interesting story. <laughs> first got reports of someone breaking windows. I've never partied that hard. <laughs> To where you've gotten naked? <laughs> decapitated birds. birds. <laughs> what the hell was going on there? Police first got reports of someone breaking windows on Alameda Street at about 1.30 in the morning on Sunday. When officers arrived, they found two men in their late 20s naked and who appeared to be hallucinating, according to the police. Of course, there's only one way to solve that problem, and that's with a little bit of lead. Police said the two had broken windows in both their house and of the cars in front of the home and had set their house on fire. Oh, my. Now, I, I'm concerned that that the idea behind the less than lethal options uh, that, that have been given to police officers in this country, uh, maybe those weren't employed or considered to be employed at this time. I mean, it would seem to me that when you're talking about pepper spray and t- stun guns, this is the instance these things were made for. Right. For people who are drugged, clearly out of their mind on drugs, and are naked, clearly not hiding weapons from you, that, you know, this is the time to employ the stun gun or the uh, the, the, the pepper spray. In my opinion, I don't agree. I think that the only time you should be employing any kind of device like that is if you cannot bring that person to custody in a uh, you know person to person manner. I don't think you should just get to jump straight to a nightstick or a stun gun. I mean, if you can walk up to the guy and grab him and you know put his hands behind his back uh, with the assistance of your partner, then I think that's the the best way to go about it. Seems like uh, some kind of non lethal response tool is always on police officers these days, doesn't it? They have something. They're all, there's always something they have on their belt that is less lethal than a firearm. You know, I would be tempted to use a uh, you know one of the less than lethal options in this uh, circumstance, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would find uh, you know some people running around naked, busting out uh, car windows and setting their house on fire to be a threat already. It would if they depend. Did not, if they would, did not respond to my verbal commands in some kind of relatively timely fashion, I'm not going to say that I would uh, you know, just say, uh, put your hands up, 
and then like well, right. the- it would depend on how they were reacting and what level of danger that you were put in. But one thing's for sure. I think it's difficult to know what level of danger you're going to be put in. I'm not looking for a bloody nose. Well, you you don't get to just jump to the conclusion that uh, you're going to be in in the potential of bodily harm. Just because someone set their house on fire (laughs) doesn't mean that they're uh, going to threaten another human being. It's just a good indication. You have to judge the, the situation as it develops, not come in with the mindset that you're going to take somebody down. And I think that's what a lot of cops like to come into uh, a situation with that that mindset of, well, what can I? What, who do I get to shoot today? What? Oh, I get to shoot some hippies that are. Uh, I'm not sure what these guys uh, came to uh, came to their. You know, I don't I don't think that there's any benefit with trying to guess what the mindset is of the, these officers. But I, I would guess it wasn't would, de-escalation. Whatever their mindset was was not de-escalation. Was not bringing these people to uh, the hospital. It was not helping these guys. That was not the mindset. Otherwise, they would have de-escalated the situation in whatever way possible. And the idea that anybody who's naked should ever be shot to death is, in my opinion, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's continue, though. Neighbors could barely believe what they were seeing. It's like a nightmare, said neighbor Marvin Klaus. It's like your next-door neighbor suddenly turns into a crazy person. When officers confronted one of the naked men inside the home, the second naked man appeared from the back of the house with a rifle— and pressed the barrel of the rifle against an officer's stomach. Okay, Another that's officer all. <laughs> immediately shot the man. The 29-year-old man later died at the hospital. The other man Did you not was, read this far in the story? was also taken to the hospital for observation and booked into jail. <laughs> Police believe that either one or both of the men was under the influence of some sort of controlled substance. Well, that's all I needed. How man. do you know they actually had a rifle? Uh, did the neighbors dispute this story? This was inside the home. Hold on. It said the neighbors were... Uh, no, it said he was confronted inside the home. I, you know, sorry, man. The the cop, at that point, that's all you need. Did these guys videotape the operation? They had set their house on fire. They were running around naked. They were busting the, uh, the windshields out of other people's cars. The cops claim they had a gun. What are you going to do? They're dead men. Sorry. So as long as the cops claim they have a gun, then that's okay. You're just going to believe what the cops I think say, that, right? I think no, that because the cops officer, have never planted a gun on anybody. I think that every police officer should have a camera in their badge. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that's you know that that camera should be broadcast uh, to the you know to the internet, and we should all be able to see what's going on, and that should make it very easy. In the same way, they have car cams, but they could the cops have, have never planted cams. a gun on anyone. right? Absolutely, they have, but I'm not going to assume that they did. Yeah, the badge cam is a. You didn't read this all the way through. Badge cams. Just are very... answer the question. <laughs> no, I didn't read it all. the there way There you through. go. <laughs> Badge cam's an uh, elegant solution, I think. Mark? Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Two off-duty Tampa police officers... You just love yourself a naked guy. I swear to God, Ian will take any opportunity to talk about public nakedness that he possibly can because he has a a, a particular issue that he thinks that people should be naked all the time. When did people stop asking for Mark to take his shirt off? I haven't heard that in a long, long time. I did it once. That's all they wanted. Oh, well, that explains it. When did you do that? There was a, we were at a uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival remote, and a lady who uh, had a propensity for taking her shirt off volunteered to take hers off if I took mine off, and I probably would have been had the the skin bodily ripped from me if I had not uh, gone ahead and and taken my shirt off so that other people could stare at her breasts, and Uh so I did. I see. I got pictures. You want to see them? Uh, Of you taking your shirt off? Yeah, you bet. (laughs) Well, the other story also has to do with a woman who uh, was allegedly armed with a woman, uh, excuse me, a woman who was allegedly armed with a firearm, 
And, uh, well, it actually doesn't say a, a firearm here. It says that she was armed with a weapon. Presumably that was a firearm. This was in Tampa, where two off-duty police officers were involved in the shooting of a naked woman who was allegedly threatening them. The shooting happened at about 1.15 on Saturday in the Spring Hill community just north of Tampa. Is two she men- dead? We're at a social gathering when a naked and irrational woman approached them. The woman was also armed with a weapon, which ultimately led one or both of the officers to shoot her, according to the department. Uh, What was this weapon? It does not say here. It says that she was uh, it says that their spokesperson would not comment on what the woman specifically said or did and whether she was told to drop the weapon. So we don't know much of anything about this particular case. It's not the first naked shooting that uh, ended fatally in the Tampa area, though. Just two weeks previous, a naked freshman from the University of South Alabama was shot by a campus police officer. Police said that Gil Collar had taken LSD and went to the police station acting aggressively and pounding on the glass. That's when an officer went outside with a gun. The officer was said to repeatedly back away from Collar before firing. No allegations have ever come out that Mr. Collar was concealing a weapon anywhere on his naked person. So I think that um, in naked people, probably uh, especially irrational naked people, and usually that goes together, um, threaten folks. And if a police officer feels threatened, he's likely to employ something. I think the first thing he should employ if that naked person is not armed is a less than lethal option. However, if that naked person's armed, I, I, I don't know what, and, and puts a gun in an officer's belly, I don't know what to say. 855-450-FREE. I say I don't believe the police. Oh, God. You can take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. they got the only mind. story. They're, this they're, is Free Talk Live. Got vampires, zombies ruining the neighborhood. From weapons expert Larry Correa, a new installment in the New York Times bestselling Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Legion. Publishers Weekly says this lighthearted testosterone soap sequel to 2009's Monster Hunter International will delight fans of action horror with elaborate weaponry, hand-to-hand combat, disgusting monsters, and an endless stream of blood and body parts. Monster Hunter Legion, on sale now wherever books are sold. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you. Uh, They are completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And we've got a lot of features there, including the news updates. You can get signed up and we'll keep you in the loop whenever you need to know something about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. If you're on the news list, you can go there to news.freetalklive.com, sign up via email, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, It's all free, whatever your preference. That's news.freetalklive.com. And it is Twitter Tuesday, which means if you Ah, are a Twitterer, you may tweet at Free Talk Live. So tweet something at Free Talk Live, and then Free Talk Live will follow you in return. So that is valid all throughout Tuesday, all throughout uh, the evening tonight. Uh, once again, that's uh, news.freetalklive.com to sign up for Twitter, Facebook, or our email list. Are you throwing a Halloween party? Or getting together with a few friends for the night? You can treat your friends right and pre-order a party pack from statelesssweets.com. And it consists of a half a pound of fudge, a half a pound of English toffee. This is the best tasting stuff ever. Uh, 40 caramels, a half a pound of uh, peanut brittle, three turtle caramel apples, for, all for 50 bucks. Or you can get it for 4.3 bitcoins. That includes shipping. It's a great deal. Uh, if you're I imagine int- that Bitcoin price is going to change based on the Bitcoin. It's flexible, yeah. Yeah. But 
at this moment. What's 4.3 bitcoins as you speak? It may not be 4.3 bitcoins tomorrow. Indeed. You've got to. I mean, you got to keep it, keep an eye on those things. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, fifty bucks U.S. Bitcoins are are about eleven fifty now, eleven eighty something like I think that. It was about I think 1180 so. Last I saw. So there is it. What's that about the the price of a new new paperback? Yeah, maybe a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and then in a couple of days, it might be worth. Um, oh gosh, what's about what's worth about twenty five dollars that everybody can relate to? I don't know. I don't think it's, it's probably gonna not going to shoot up that high in a couple. Probably of days. not. It's just a prediction, though. So anyway, uh, if, if you're interested in trying uh, Jillian's caramel apples but want a smaller pack of goods you can to buy for Halloween, you can get two of her caramel apples and 40 caramels for $22. And that's also Damn. in bitcoins, too. And that's, with, that's the shipped price. Wow, any, that's great. Any order totaling more than $30 before uh, 10, between 10.22 and 10.25 – will include a free salted caramel apple. So they've, she's got some really wow. great deals over there at statelesssweets.com. And, uh, you know, she's easy to work with. It's statelesssweets.com. All right. So 855-450-FREE. So, Mark, you say you believe the police shot uh, the, this man because he had a gun, uh, one of the naked guys inside the house. Now, it was never alleged that the other man in the house had a gun. They shot him just because, I guess. And the, uh, you know, I, I question it because whenever the police shoot somebody, it's always the story that they felt threatened uh, by that person. Okay. You know, if you just feel threatened, that's one thing. If you feel threatened by somebody who has a rifle in your gut. How do you know they didn't plant it? I don't know that, you but I'm not, that. I cannot assume that the living person was telling a lie. I can because it's a cop. Okay. Well, that's, that's and cops lie. That's absolute bullcrap. Yeah, and you know, cops are no more or less likely to lie than than naked people tripped out on LSD. Sorry, that's not, bullcrap. Well, you don't know what those guys were doing in that case. I know that they were running around, setting their house on fire, and busting out windows in front of cars because that's what the neighbors said. Right. When I don't know if they were doing LSD. When I when I hear a story and one side's from the the cops and one side's from somebody else, and there's no way to prove one way or the other, I don't. Um, I don't think about it too much more. I, I assume on the side of the cop. That's. I think that's unfortunate. I think most people do, and I don't know why. There's plenty of evidence that proves that cops lie. There's plenty of evidence that, uh, that prove that perpetrators lie, too. I mean, I'm sorry. I spent nine years in prison, and I'll tell you, there's a, there's a prison full of convicts I don't like. Mm-hmm. Sure. I enjoy spending time with the, with the correctional officers more than the convicts. Sorry, oh. man. Uh, you don't have to apologize, Mark, for believing what the police say every time they say it. I unless there's somebody, everything. unless there's somebody around to contradict it with a video camera, that's certainly the best thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way that uh, that's the most effective way in the 21st century that that's been happening is is keeping a camera around with you everywhere. It's a good idea. Absolutely, I can complete com, uh, complete completely concur. Ian, are you throwing yourself on your sword here? Because you sound really stupid. Why do I sound stupid? Because I don't believe what the cops say. I'm sorry, I'm not a sucker. I'm not going to just take the cop's word for it that, oh, yeah, this naked guy just happened to have a gun inside a burning house. Yeah, when I, when, when I uh, hear a story and there's two sides and there's no way to prove either way, like I said, I go for the cops. But I don't think there's any reason. That's just like a 50-50 switch. I don't think there's anything wrong with always believing the other side. I know that when I've talked to a New York City police detective in the past, he told me everyone on the squad was corrupt. So why am I going to believe uh, a cop when they make a claim? Just because you're corrupt doesn't mean you're lying at that moment. No, it doesn't mean that. But it also doesn't mean they're telling the truth. 
And so, so whether I'm not, not going to assume that the living person is the one telling. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the fact is, the guy the guy had a rifle in his hand. Yeah, if he, he wanted to the, use it, he should have used it. He killed the uh, the cop, killed this guy, and now he can make up whatever story he wants because no one's around to contradict him. Convenient. Well, he's also got a partner there to back him up. That's right. Nice, uh, huh? They work together on these things. It certainly happened in the past, but sorry, man. It, you just sound silly. The other story, the other story was uh, campus security, right? And the uh, the young man was a wrestler, is that right? I, I believe. don't know. I don't, re- I don't know those details in that story. I think he was a collegiate wrestler, and this was when I heard this story, I again assumed on the side of the uniformed uh, or costumed man. And I could imagine myself feeling a real... Uh, existential threat from a collegiate wrestler and mm-hmm. I might kill that man. Yeah, but you don't have that justification if your life isn't actually in danger. I mean, the guy was naked and did not have a weapon. You're talking about the college kid now. He absolutely did not have a weapon and so therefore anything that would have been appropriate would have been non-lethal. But you must control the situation at all costs. So that's what we have non uh, less than lethal weapons for is to handle people who are, you know, dangerous but not, uh, you know, armed. People that are that's armed right. with a deadly weapon, that's what you make the pistol for. Yep. And you know, I mean, right. it, if if you're if the guy I right mean, in the case of the like guy the cops, in front of the police department, they couldn't make stuff. They couldn't plant a gun on him because they were uh, probably now, on the video camera. The neighbors were outside watching this instance because the kids were outside. Now you're busting. switching back. Which which one are you talking about now? I'm carrying, talking about the because I think Johnny Ray was trying to uh, back you off of um, make it make you look not quite so silly. Well, all you've got is in personal insults, Mark, and that's that's pretty weak. Okay, um, you're the, just calling the me neighbors names were now. out there. I think they would see a cop take a rifle out of their trunk and go plant it on somebody. Um, How do you know they? didn't Not find the rifle in the house well if they found the rifle in the house uh, let's search the house while it's on fire and plant a rifle they were already in there it must not have been that badly on fire i mean they'd, they'd gone into a burning home at that point i don't know what to tell you man so Sorry. let's Cops go right. to lauren yeah you just take their word for it mark because they always silly, tell the truth silly. lauren listening this is in New why York, people call you, you sound a like a dupe because you are a you cop sound like a sucker i, I don't I've hate been the in cops the car with you i just know when they you're lie. talking about f the police doing it over That's the radio true. you are offered, a cop hater i offered uh i offered lieutenant maxfield a, a hug the other day when's just the last time you want to make him uncomfortable when's the last time you hugged a cop i can't remember okay then Ian's not so, a cop hater. Let's go to Lauren listening in New York. I just don't cops, believe them. That's cops, all. But you touch them? I mean, over here in New York City, you can't touch the cops. That's amazing. Yeah, I've hugged I've hugged cops before. Sure. Lauren, hang on. I, I don't know what you're calling about, but you can hug. tell us in a moment. Hang on. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. I bet you could get a New York cop to hug you if you were a girl. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. There are just some things that are generally true about the police. And one of them is that they tell lies. In fact, they're instructed to tell lies in a lot of cases. This is the visceral hate they were talking about. The the There's no hate here. Yeah, I forgive them. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Hater. Teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty. To young and old alike, Libertania, The Liberation of Conformia, is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candymaker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to Libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page.
is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number is 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that uh, we have waiting for you there. Again, uh, freetalklive.com. Those features include listening choices like broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of our stream, where you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock, 24 hours a day. And all for free at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, our radio options uh, over the coast to coast. You can hear us on over 114, I think, stations, uh, AM and FM. Plus, Last time I checked. We're on XM as well. You can get us up on two different XM channels throughout the week. Uh, you can learn all about all those options at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, get tuned into the webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Listen.freetalklive.com. To get your Bitcoins. We just talked about Bitcoins when we were talking about statelesssuites.com because, well, that's a website where you can use Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online currency that allow you to send and receive money without having to pay, make any payments. And I think that they're going to be very important in uh, the Internet in the next uh, coming decade or so. Should uh, it, To get your Bitcoins, you should go to bitinstant.com. It's the fastest, easiest, safest way to get your Bitcoins. They've got more than a million locations, more than 30 countries. It's bitinstant.com. Ian, you've used them to much right. success, right? Yep, absolutely. Several times? Three times. Yep, I've used them once. Bitinstant.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. We're going to continue with your calls. By the way, update on the story about the guy that was shot who allegedly had a rifle uh, pointed apparently right at the cop's belly, like pointing into the belly, like touching his belly. Good thing for that cop. He didn't uh, jerk that trigger finger when he got shot by his fellow officer, huh? It's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, according to an updated report at CBSLocal.com, the men were allegedly using bath salts the night of the incident. Mark, you claimed they were on LSD. Whatever, I just made uh, up That something. is not the case. They were on allegedly on bath salts. We don't know which bath salts because there are a bunch of things that are marketed out there as bath salts. But nonetheless, let's go back to Lauren. He's listening in New York. Lauren, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how are you doing? Um hey. I was doing some research on the penile gland today, and, you know, I was doing some of the meditation techniques and all that, and, you know, um, have you guys tried the, the penile thing yet, you know, the meditating thing yet? You're talking about the pineal gland? Yeah. I don't know what, uh, you know, is it Open like some... Open up your third eye. Have so you guys done that yet? Is there some sort of special meditation technique that's supposed to somehow uh, target the pineal gland? I don't, I don't know much about it. Like, close your eyes real quick. I, I don't think now is a good time for a meditation session. <laughs> it's a good time for a meditation right. session for me. I need it. I'm closing my eyes. You, Go you ahead. Can, you can totally do it, Johnny Ray, since you're the third host on the, the program. <laughs> but usually dead air doesn't go over very well with our radio affiliates. Be, be quiet. Right, be quiet. I'm, I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> Why don't you give uh, us the general instructions, and then yeah, listeners will, who aren't driving could, conti- could consider it. <laughs> if you're driving, don't shut right, your eyes. So, yeah, you gotta close your eyes and imagine you're you're moving like a like some electricity from uh, the left side of your brain to the right side of your brain. You know what I mean? And you're just moving it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's like electronic sheep. Yeah, and, and you're just moving it. That's like a technique mm-hmm. to get you in it. But um, I'm gonna definitely open up my third eye in like a week's time. Okay, you're pretty confident about this now. It. How long have you been uh, meditating? I, I don't care. They, they, no, um, no, no. The How long internet, have you 
No, it's a question. How long have you been meditating? I started today. Okay. Well, nice. I think that's awesome. I, you know, would encourage it. I, I don't know, you know, if you'll reach that level in a week's time. Uh, Mark, I mean, have you uh, done some meditation? I know that I'm pretty much a noob at it. Uh, I'm Dude, terrible I at quieting my mind. Illuminati, man. Huh? Would have joined the Illuminati, bro. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about how you do that. How do you do that? I thought that's like an invitation only thing. Dude, I'm gonna freaking call upon Set. Raw, all the Asian spirits, dude. <laughs> 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 Far out, man. Good luck, and let us know how it goes. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> he sounds like he might be augmenting his state of being. I was trying to get, to get some rest tonight, and my mind was disordered and chaotic, yep. and I tried to bring some calm to it, and I think that is similar to meditation. It felt like... Like, what I was trying to do and meditation were probably similar to each other. I think so. And I also started to think I was exhausted, first of all. So that might be why I had these crazy ideas. When people die or they almost die or get very close to death and they report that they see a white light. That's right. I could Im- I, I felt it. I felt I felt myself I saw myself trying to sleep. Really? You had an out of body experience? Just just like flashes of it and that's pretty cool, man. Well, if you Ian, you yourself can probably imagine in your mind seeing yourself. Would you call that an out of body experience? I can close my eyes and I can't see say myself laying on a dirty couch. Yeah, I But I, mean, I don't know that that's an out of body experience. I think there's a difference between imagining it and experiencing it. Now, right. Mark cannot achieve these states because he is um, half Australopithecus and he has no <laughs> rhythm and he have doesn't no have the spark of the divine. He's also angry. He doesn't have the spark yeah, of the angry. divine that the rest you of us humans You were yelling at me have. calling me hateful earlier. Yeah. You're horrible. You're the one saying that the, the cops cops are... Uh, Just because I think people are lying doesn't mean I hate them. A cop, uh, Just know, means I'm realistic. Lips are moving, he's lying. It just it's means kind I'm of realistic. Like, yeah, it's, that's realistic. It's, that, that just shows the amount of hate in your world. No, I don't hate. The fact hate. that you say that's realistic. I don't hate, brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't hate, brother. I yeah. could I could talk like a dumb hippie dude all day long, and that doesn't make me peaceful. You're the one here who's You're angry. You're the one who's talking about people being liars that you have no proof of. No, that I just know that cops it may lie. Not make you, it may not make you hateful. Thank you. But it I'm makes not you hateful. stupid. I no, mean, just, it just to makes jump me not to that a conclusion. Not a, not a sucker. I've yeah. seen enough cops lying in my life yeah. to uh, know hateful. they tell lies. Come on. There's nothing just hateful to, about just that. To assume, it's just realistic. Assume that a group of people is telling it's a based lie on based evidence. on based It's on based on reality. It's yeah. based on interviewing it's cops. It's based it's on talking bigot. to the police. It's, it's based on talking to former cops. Yeah, okay? I've talked to former cops, yeah. too. And they that lie. tells me that some of them don't tell lies. Some of them might not in certain circumstances. But this is a perfect circumstance to tell a lie. If you uh, Of all the jobs... Somebody allegedly puts a gun in your belly... And then gets shot by your partner and magically is unable to uh, to pull off a, a round. It's pretty interesting. There's a lot of there, there's a few jobs in America that make you more likely to have a gun pulled on you. One mm-hmm. of those jobs is a cop. Yeah, that's true. But you've also pointed out that being a police officer is one of the least. It's not. It's not one of the most dangerous jobs. They in do. America. They do get to wear uh, bulletproof vests without without looking weird. So anyway, Mark, I don't know. Uh, you've apparently devolved this conversation once again into accusing me of being a hate monger, and I think it just makes you look bad. I did it now. Uh, but uh, let's go back to talking about meditation because people who are uh, positive, focused on positive things, tend to do meditation. Hate mongers don't typically do that. And uh, I have done meditation. Uh, I have to say, I'm not very good at it. I. It's hard. It's very difficult. Difficult to quiet one's mind 
And uh, it's I, for me, that's a real challenge. And I'm glad that you've been able to uh, accomplish that. I what like I say, I was very tired. I had extended my day longer than it should have been extended. I, I was in a state unlike I normally am. I see. So I was I was pulled. I, f- I feel like I was almost pulled out of my body. But I imagine it made me think of life after death and mm-hmm. and and being pulled away from just like it's described in the books, being pulled up and out away from the mortal coil. And, and, and into what? Outer space and all knowledge ether. will be revealed yeah. to me. <laughs> and I can, I, can, I can do whatever I want because now I'm God. Oh, that's far out, man. I'm glad that you had that experience. I think that uh, meditation is certainly a good thing. And I know that people have these sort of transcendental uh, experiences while meditating that uh, ultimately that's the goal of a lot of meditation is to you know kind of wipe away that which is distracting that uh, you know the senses if you will and go to that other place you remember to become I, one with the universe which of course you already are but kind of but, eliminate the ego for a short bit if you'll remember i mentioned i talked about joe rogan a couple weeks ago yeah. and how big a fan he was of mushrooms and he believes I'm a that fan mushrooms, as well. <laughs> haven't eaten mushrooms in a long, long time, but listening to his show made me want to. I had some the other weekend. It was great. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. The fall colors were just splendid. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll free, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. You can create the content on the site. Find something online you want to share with us. You can submit it as show prep to the site. And then at that point, uh, other listeners can vote on it. And you get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up from the upcoming stories page, we'll make it to the front page of the site. So when you first submit something, it goes to upcoming stories. And then when you go to freetalklive.com, I would recommend you click on Upcoming Stories to see what's fresh. Vote on the stuff you like, vote down the stuff you don't like, and then the most voted up make it to the front page. We're more likely to see it if it's on the front page, as will other listeners. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive. And if you enjoy the program and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. It's that shopping season where lots of people are beginning to buy gifts for loved ones, and in some cases gift cards, uh, because that's always an easy thing to do. You can do that all through shop.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through the links you'll find there, Amazon for the UK, Amazon for the US, and Canada as well. Click into the right Amazon for you, get your shopping done, and uh, Free Talk Live gets a cut, even if you're buying a gift card. So pretty much anything you buy through those links at shop.freetalklive.com, you'll get a great deal because it's Amazon. Uh, Your loved one will get what they're looking for or a great gift card. And you, Free Talk Live will also benefit as well. So everybody wins. Let's go to your calls. Once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. Jim's in Daytona Beach. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Jim. Uh, yeah, I enjoy your show. Uh, Welcome, I, I call you 
actually once every couple of weeks with something, and I uh, wanted to uh, make a comment and then ask you guys a question. All right. Uh, my comment is, I think it marginalizes your movement to take the position that the police always lie. I didn't say and they always it, lie. They just took the like, words right out of to. Mark's head. Yeah, I said, I've yeah, said that. I, I just, I, that, that's just my opinion because my, my follow-up question to you is, at some point, if enough people move to New Hampshire and you guys are able to reach your goal, which I understand from the website and all that, it's to kind of to secede and be your own state, you would have to have some form of law enforcement, um, even if it's volunteers or even if it's people that, like Ian, you personally picked. And there would come a time where you wouldn't be able to be there to see them. And just because they had the label law enforcement before their name, would you automatically give the benefit of the doubt to the perpetrator as opposed to them? In other words, um, would your law enforcement get your benefit of the doubt? And if so, how would that be any different than the law enforcement officers that you know nothing about that you could assume you know, the opposite of? Well, I think that in a marketplace where we have market-based protection, which is what you're talking about, where we would not hopefully have a one-size-fits-all government monopoly on policing, where we'd actually have people being able to contract with uh, their protection agent, with various different protection agencies that are in competition with one another to get, you know, to get contracts from people to protect them, uh, then you would have a much higher standard as far as who could become uh, one of those officers. There would be checks and balances on the system. Corrupt officers who, uh, by the way, I'd like to point out that in Manchester, police officers have been known to beat and kill, um, you know, people who don't deserve it. There, that's why the chalking eight did a protest in Manchester last year, and they arrested eight people. Uh, not all of them were chalking, but they arrested eight people at this particular chalking event, and that was in order to, uh, you know, to cover up their misdeeds, where they beat a man near within inches of his life. They've also murdered a man in some really questionable circumstances out there as well. So, I mean, there are plenty of examples of the police covering up for for one another, lying to uh, to you know to cover for each other, making up stories, and it, they wouldn't be able to get away with that if people could with draw their support. But in today's world, where we're all forced to pay for this one-size-fits-all government monopoly on policing, whether they do a good job or a bad job, we're all forced to pay for it. We can't remove our support from a system with which we disagree. I am not interested in paying money to support the police going around and throwing people in cages who have, uh, for instance, a plant on their person or a chemical or something like that. How about ones that that are setting uh, buildings on fire and busting out car windows? If the police were actually bringing people to justice who've actually harmed others or destroyed uh, someone else's property, then I would have no problem with them doing their jobs and uh, and bringing those people to justice. And if that's all they were really doing, they wouldn't have as much of a chance to be as corrupt uh, as, for instance, the drug war allows and even encourages them to be. Uh, with things like prohibitions on drugs, gum, uh, gambling, and prostitution, it's a wide open world for uh, corruption to enter into the world of pol- Policing. Agreed. And, must, as, and uh, as an individual, if I feel dissatisfied with a product or service, I should be able to not just let the company or group know that I don't appreciate what they're doing, but also tell them, you know what? I'm not interested in doing business with you. I don't like the way your officers are behaving, and so I'm not going to do business with you. And that market pressure doesn't exist with the government police because no one can withdraw their support from the government police. If we could withdraw our support, they would act much more trustworthy, and it would encourage them to have devices to check their officers, like Mark suggested, where each officer might, for instance, 
for instance, have some sort of personal recording device on them because the company would they do want in to be San Diego, I believe. Because the company would want to be able to know what their officers were doing because they'd fully be liable for their actions, which is another factor. Currently, today, the police are not, like most government bureaucrats, are not liable. And what I mean is, most government bureaucrats are not liable for their actions. They are immune to prosecution in many different ways. So there are several reasons. Yeah, I would just, I would just add one other thing. I would just say, based on the facts of that news report, of course, we're not a jury. We don't have access to all the evidence and all of that. And usually but the news they, doesn't have that access either. Right, right. Just based on the facts of that news report, I would suggest to you, I would argue that a future state, a free state of New Hampshire, that a group of freedom-loving people in a seceded future state uh, that's free in New Hampshire would look at those facts and would believe the law enforcement people based on how those those individuals were acting prior to the event. I think most people would believe them today, as evidenced by most of the people in the studio believe them. Yeah, there's never any way to know for sure, but you have to look at the whole picture. And I think that people that are behaving like that, it would not be, it it would be easier to believe they would do what the the newspaper account says and the police say that they do. I understand that most people would believe what you believe. Yeah, Jim, I completely agree. Because they don't know that cops lie. I just uh, tweeted out from our uh, Hootsuite account here, does Ian's belief that cops are always lying... I didn't say they always lie. ...lower his credibility? Uh, Hashtag braying jackass. So, I mean... That's all you got, Marcus. (laughs) Just call me names. You know, it's it's perfect evidence you have no actual real argument. You've got no facts either, dude. You're just calling people liars. I'm not calling anybody a liar. I'm just suggesting they might be lying. I have to say, Ian, on your behalf, have Jim, Thanks, Jim by the way that the police say in the situation that we're talking about the police have a very special and unique uh, situation that incentivizes them to say he was coming right at me he had a gun pointed right at of me of course situation we got a dead body on their hands they better say that they have a dead body on their Hold hands on. what's the situation oh because he shot the guy ahead of time Be- yes because you he know, killed think, someone you know if i think if if somebody went in because you know if i think an average citizen from across the street saw the cars getting broken into went in with a gun on their hip to this house and they told the story as it was told here i would believe them too the fact is, these people were acting. I would be more likely to believe an average person than a police officer. And I think that this could have very. And the average. The problem is, is the average person would not get the deference the police would in this circumstance. That's true. So I would believe uh, when when people are acting erratic, erratically, running around naked, bashing car windows out, and uh, guests setting their own house on fire. And it does take a little while for a residence to uh, get into full full on blaze. Um, that. You know, anybody going in there would probably get the the benefit of the doubt if they had to use deadly force. We're coming out of a world where the police are used to getting, are used to being believed. It's sure. changing a little bit, but we're yeah, right at there's the, plenty of evidence that they tell lies. We're right at the tip of that iceberg, and so the police are one of their incentives is not just that they killed somebody and they need to have a good excuse, but they're they're they've got some confidence that whatever they say, whatever story they tell, is going to be believed. Ian, the problem is with your stance is is that it creates a position, and that position is that the police lie. And they can lie, and they are likely to lie. They are just as likely, to, you know, likely to lie as anybody in a circumstance when they're dealing with the body on their hands. I would say they're more but, likely to lie. Okay, whatever. See, that's because the they problem. can get away with you're, it. You're creating a the us and them situation. There's plenty of and evidence that it's us and it's, team. There's plenty of evidence. I don't that. want your team. There's plenty your of clear evidence stinks. that there is two 
classes of men. There's them and there's us. And you've said things like this there on the is. air, so don't pretend Absolutely like you don't true. say it. Uh, today, but until there was perfect you treat evidence. all men like they are equal, all men like they are capable of telling the truth, there will always be two classes. You are separating the classes. You are a hate monger calling police liars not simply because they're opening their mouths. Nope. You are an us you're and the one them shouting. That's what you are. You are shouting I'm and you're shouting angry because I'm trying to make it clear ridiculous. to you. You're ridiculous. Yep. Okay, man. And it's really it's really sad to watch you do this. Yeah. Look, I'm not. I don't hate the police. It's, it's sad. I love them just like anybody else. But I know that humans tell lies. You don't love certain somebody that you're calling a liar. I'm I love calling, my son. I don't. I'm assume not calling he's every lying. cop a liar. You're full of crap. I'm not calling every you cop a liar. Are you're putting words in my mouth. Of s. All you've got Sorry, is per- personal insults, man. You got nothing. You don't love anybody. You, can do you call, call a liar. If all you can do is call shut me names, up. you've got nothing. Now you're telling me to shut up. Wow. I love, I love keeping score. I love keeping score. Listening to the show, I always love these Isn't fights. This embarrassing. Ian, usually I side with you. Lately, Mark, I've been signed with you. Now I'm not sure. Four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Maybe you don't have to shout to make your point. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Vibe.com This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you would like at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. And Johnny Ray and I uh, experienced something this afternoon that I think really proves that there's um, two classes of men, that there's them, the government people, and the rest of us. And we'll give you uh, details on the proof on that, as though you needed more uh, here in a little bit. 855-450-FREE, but we're also taking your phone calls about what you want. And uh, moments before we went to uh, the news break there, Mark, you had asked a question on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Most of the responses coming in on Facebook on this one. Your question, which uh, is inaccurate and put words in my mouth, was, does Ian's belief that cops are always lying lower his credibility? Which, of course, is not my belief, as I have attempted to make clear, but you probably couldn't hear through all your shouting and red-faced anger uh, that, uh, no, I believe that cops are likely to lie, and there's plenty of evidence that they do, so therefore I don't tend to believe what they tell me. And in this specific instance where these police officers went into a, a house that apparently was on fire uh, that with two people that were running around naked smashing in car windows and smashing out the windows of the house 
Um, that, allegedly while on bath salts. While on bath salts, allegedly. Uh, that they pulled a gun, a rifle, and pointed it into the officer's belly. And then the other officer shot and killed the individual with the gun. We don't know why the other individual was killed. He um, was shot. I don't know if he was killed. Was he okay. killed? I don't recall that Oh, detail. I thought that, that that was the case. Uh, hmm. No, they're not going to have a very good story on One their side. of them was killed. Because the got, other was not. They, you know, they're on bath salts and naked, so their yeah. story is going to be somewhat compromised. No doubt. So you had asked that question. We're going to get back to your phone calls, but I wanted to share some of these responses here. And then uh, shortly uh, thereafter gloated about how you owned me uh, when we got off the air. Uh, Adam Moose responds. He says it would. Again, your question was, does Ian's belief that the cops are always lying, which is not my belief, but that's the question you asked, lower his credibility? Adam Moose says... Hashtag brain jackass. Yeah, I left that out because I didn't want to you know, point out that you were calling me names again. I was trying to be nice to you. Adam Moose says it would if he were wrong. Ben Douglas says it raises it. Colin McCoy says Ian has credibility. Anthony Papillon says it does. Applying blanket labels to any group hurts your credibility. It's no different than when the cops say anarchists are violent or people who use drugs are dangerous. Sure, it's true for some, but not all. Same thing with Ian's belief about cops. It makes him seem a bit naive, which would be true if I had said they always lie, but I didn't say that. Trevor Willis says, nope. Alan Murdoch, eh, Ian has as much credibility as any well-meaning, smart, literate, misguided Puritan. I've no doubt that his heart is in the right place, and I probably agree with him on 98% of things, but frankly, Mark is the grown-up, because grown-ups shout at the top of their lungs and uh, yell uh, with uh, their red face and lose control. That's a real grown-up thing to do. Bob Neighbors. Yeah, Bob Neighbors says, eh, it's neutral as far as I'm concerned. They all live on stolen funds and are given undue power. It's a powder keg just waiting for abuse. Some are decent at first, but the job corrupts people. Matthew LaRue says, is it a reasonable belief that a rabid dog is more likely to bite you than not? But is it a reasonable belief that a dog is rabid? Matt Agini says, I don't know if always lying is totally accurate, but you would be much more hard-pressed to find a cop that always tells the truth. I would say that statement, the statement, doesn't lower Ian's credibility as long as you know his style. Sam Ludlam says, shut up! Which is, of course, what you yelled at me toward the end of the last segment. I clarified that uh, it's not my belief that they always lie. Stop putting words in my mouth. Greg Gauthier says, cops are always, always manipulating you legally through the use of specific language. And they will always, always tell a story to protect their own. So I would say Ian is pretty close to accurate. Jake Zanoni says that it seems even Ian realizes the original statement that Mark has ascribed to him is objectively untrue. Perhaps this thread has lowered Mark's credibility. Josh Napier says, how are y'all business partners yet don't seem to get along? And uh, and then John Pollock says, of course, it's Meaning clear that, that, lowered your credibility. Uh, that my credibility has been lowered. Let's go to you and your thoughts here and talk to Cole listening in Raleigh to LRN.FM. Hey, Cole. Carl, actually. Hey, Carl. Sorry about but, uh, that. Go ahead. I was, what I was going to ask you guys about tonight was with this uh, police shooting thing. I I mean, I don't yet know exactly what to believe because it seems like the, a new story, breaking story, and, uh, you know, not all the evidence is in yet. So I don't necessarily agree with either you, Ian, or you, Mark, but I would say probably lean more towards you, Ian, just because uh, it seems to me that police are put in a situation where they have to be an aggressor. You know, you think about the drug war and uh, all these other things where they have to enforce laws against victimless crime, and they're put into a position of having to be an aggressor, and it just seems to me that that's something that would, uh, you know, wear to man's conscience. I heard you. So I I can see your point that uh, maybe they are more likely to be making things up. 
Well, we know that the police, uh, being a position of power, tends to attract those who are corrupt, that uh, power does tend to corrupt those who are not yet corrupted. Mark would normally admit to all of these things, but in this case, he's decided to take the side of the police and not back down. So anything else you want to share tonight, Cole? Um, That's pretty much it, although I do think that, Mark, you don't need to trust so much. I think it does lower your credibility. Thanks for the call, Cole. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Phil. Listening in Lansing, Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Phil, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I had a uh, something occurred to me the other day. Um, we, I had heard that Ron Paul, um, prior to uh, the convention, of course, was offered uh, secret service. Um, uh, was offered secret service coverage, but he turned it down. Good for him. Um, but it, it, it rang the question in my mind: Why do the two major party candidates, whether or not they're presidents currently? Get secret service coverage, and does that uh, does that nifty little feature extend to the minor party candidates? And if not, why not? I don't think it does. Uh, I don't know what the qualifications are to receive the secret service coverage, but I don't believe that is extended to the minor party candidates. However, I know that there are some federal matching funds that frequently are offered to minor party candidates because it's not as hard to reach whatever qualifications there are to receive the matching funds. And it's been a subject of much debate, I think, over the years in the libertarian movement, for instance, as to whether or not their presidential candidates should take the matching funds. But as far as uh, Secret Service, I honestly don't know. If somebody does, feel free to enlighten us at 855-450-free. Go ahead. I think they have to be. Uh, they have to reach some level of uh, credibility. Uh, here's some things uh, they, they must be eligible for: they're publicly declared candidates, they're actively campaigning nationally, and are contested. In- These are qualifications to have Secret Service protection. Yes, okay. uh, at least ten state primaries are pursuing the nomination of a qualified party, one whose presidential candidate received at least ten percent of the popular vote ah, in the prior election. There you, there go. you go. So that's so, it. At this point, so uh, no, none of them qualify by those rules. And where's that from? What's the so- source on that? Uh, this is about uh, uspolitics.about.com. Got it. So I mean, it's somebody making this claim, but it's more than uh, than, than we had on this yeah. show. So there well, you go, what Phil. libertarian would want to take the coverage anyway? <laughs> no, I agree with you. Most of them, I would imagine, uh, would decline that. However, not every libertarian candidate over the years has agreed with the idea of not taking the matching funds. I know that Harry Brown uh, did not take matching funds during his campaign and pledged to not take those matching funds uh, because he didn't feel that it was right to have uh, taxpayers fund his campaign if they didn't consent to funding his campaign. And I know that uh, I don't recall which libertarian candidates – have supported taking that money, but I believe there are some. Maybe they never made it to the candidacy, or maybe it was someone like Bob Barr. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure somebody did in the past. Phil, any other thoughts? Um, no, that was it. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for the call. Night. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Mike listening in Phoenix to LRN.FM. Hey, Mike. Hey, I have a couple things. Um, you know, I, I make T-shirts, and one of my most popular ones uh, just has the word cops are criminals. I've never had anybody say anything bad. I always get thumbs up, and where can I get one? Yep. Uh, People know but the truth. Mark, yeah, they know the truth. And, Mark, if if uh, even if there is such a thing as a good cop, they know about the bad cops. And even if, let, let's say somebody were to kill somebody, 
and they weren't directly involved with the murder, but they were there. They're still an accessory, and they're just as guilty. You know, they they can, they can be punished the same way. Now, and I don't it, disagree it, with that statement, um, but the that wasn't really what was at issue here. Uh, is what was at issue here was Ian just jumping to the conclusion that these two cops lied about this particular incident, and he had no basis in reality for it. Well, I mean, the, do you guys know what the Brady the Brady list is? It has to have some. Does it have something to do with guns? No, it has to. Every police department, every uh, law enforcement agency has what's called the Brady List. It stems from a case. Uh, Hold Brady that thought, Mike. Tell us more about it in a moment. We'll hear more about the uh, Brady List from Mike and also take your calls as well. It's about whatever's on your mind. 855 453. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. Your toll-free number to take control of the airwaves, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that uh, you'll find on our site. Uh, They're totally free. We've got the webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you can do it all free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you to get to things like their webcam, go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's C-A-M, cam.freetalklive.com. You can also, if you like, interact with our chat room there. You don't have to, but it's there for you if you'd like. It's built in to the very same page, and it's all free at cam.freetalklive.com. Oh, sorry about that, Mark. Try that again. (laughs) The book, Strategic Survival. Scenario-based strategic survival by David Jones is available at strategicsurvival.com. And it'll help you understand what could happen, what might affect you and those you care about, and what to do about it. With the knowledge in strategic survival, you can... um, and other material that it references, because there's a lot of footnotes in it. Um, you can take some simple actions to prepare. It tells you what to do and how you can turn your fear and worry into confidence and peace. You can find the book at strategicsurvival.com. It covers budget and schedule-friendly solutions ranging from equipment and improvisation ideas you can uh, carry with you to more permanent infrastructure. It's strategicsurvival.com, and this goes through lots of different scenarios that might occur for uh, that the survivalist would be concerned about. So check it out. It's at strategicsurvival.com. It looks like a great book to bring with you anywhere. Actually, what I was thinking was uh, into the bathroom with you. <laughs> you know, it might be good for that. And actually, there's all kinds of uh, ways to get it. You can get it on your, you know, uh, one, of, one of these reader things or whatever, however you want to get it. That's great. Uh, survival, survival prepping. It uh, it conjures, it brings to mind stories of post-apocalyptia that, that, I, that I've always gotten uh, the big kick out of, of course, that's a the author is presenting a very serious practical right. product there, and, and that's the the thing is, is to, um, he's not just talking about one particular type of survival instance. He's talking about several different things that could happen and how you can prepare for these different incidences. And I very think good. it's uh, very valuable in that way. Let's continue with your calls. Mike is uh, back with us in Phoenix. You were going to tell us about a Brady list. Go ahead, Mike. 
Yeah, the Brady list comes from a Supreme Court case that was Brady versus Maryland or Brady versus uh, Massachusetts, but it, it basically says that a defense attorney has the right to know if a police officer uh, giving testimony against a defendant, if his uh, morals have been compromised in the past. Now, the Phoenix Police Department, it's public record, and you can read it online, and there's 350 officers so far this, you know, as of this year are on that Brady list, and each law enforcement agency has one. Basically, it's a corrupt cop list. I mean, that's almost 10% of the force in Phoenix. But um, There are 3,000 cops in Phoenix? I think so. Whew. Jeez. You know, and this is <laughs> one thing. Keene, New Hampshire, where there's 40. The, uh, the amount of police has been going up up, up. And I, you know, and, and crime has, by the way, been going down. Now, some might claim that this is the correlation, but, you know, what all one must also come to the conclusion is the police departments are used to a certain level of churn. So if they're, um, you know, if they can no longer look for the bigger crimes, which are diminishing, what are they doing with all these extra police? Um, so just to clarify, this Brady list is only where cops are listed if they've been found absolutely to have told a lie not just like somebody filed a complaint against them claiming they were lying yeah it's it, whenever the uh, explanation that i've read is that anytime a police officer has been caught doing something that compromises his integrity um it does they don't have to be convicted of anything they just uh, caught lying planting evidence right. things of that nature I, so I that would be um, a sm- much smaller list than the total number of complaints filed against officers because i imagine there are a number of people who filed complaints against phoenix officers especially with the systemic corruption that nev- inevitably comes from having somebody like joe arpaio at the top who absolutely that's is a maricopa. corrupt cop that's maricopa uh, county that is phoenix is it not yeah but phoenix is a city yeah it's not the phoenix police department arpaio still probably pretty close with uh, the phoenix uh, head of the police there say. that guy's pretty Score powerful mark Cha-ching. I'm making the noise of putting one up God, on the, I just need a the chalkboard bell. for you. I just you. need a little bell. Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from that uh, Arpaio is not necessarily directly in charge of the Phoenix uh, City Police, but he is uh, a powerful man. Is he not, Mike? Yeah, he is. Uh, everybody loves him, especially the uh, the senior citizens love him because he talks about keeping them safe all the time, you know. But, um, sick. you know, the saddest part about the Phoenix PD Brady list is that the head of the internal affairs is on it. <laughs> what does that tell you? And uh, these are the kinds of people who are going to be investigating the other officers as they are alleged to have done bad things. So the only way you get on that Brady list is if the government bureaucrats themselves confirm that somebody's done something naughty. Of course, most of the time, a complaint that's filed by an individual who might believe that the police are lying or being corrupt in some way will be ignored, thrown away, or in some way uh, rejected by those very same corrupt officers. So the Brady list, if it were more accurate, would probably be several times larger but uh as it is it's interesting that one out of ten cops in phoenix are on that list yeah and hey uh channel five news on the 19th of october or uh, channel five during the people's court on october 19th ran one of those banners on the bottom third of the screen proclaiming obama a 43 over 40 percent victory over uh romney that's it a weird thing huh there's been a couple of yeah, incidences like this. Uh, there's been a couple of incidences, and they don't seem to match up necessarily with their numbers. Um, but it, it, it kind of makes one wonder, why is it that they're proclaiming the winner already? That's weird. The claim is is that they're testing they're their testing testing their... systems and stuff like but that. But why would they be testing it live on the air? I mean, that well, seems, somebody, I mean they could have made a mistake. Somebody pushes the audition button instead of the on-air button right. or something like that. Pretty weird, though. Well, I've... 
I print, I printed out the uh, page off the computer. I'm going to match the numbers up on the 6th of November and see what happens. <laughs> well, they're going to have to change it now, Mike. Thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. Benjamin is listening in Northern California. Hey, Benjamin. Hello. Hey, what's on uh, your mind? I'd like to uh, share my thoughts real quick on uh, police credibility. All right, sure. Then my thoughts on the Vallejo incident. Right, the Vallejo, so the Vallejo incident where uh, um, two men were shot, one was killed, one uh, for allegedly putting a gun in a police officer's stomach. Correct. Now, I've only had a uh, half dozen, maybe eight experiences with uh, different law enforcement agencies. But in my limited experience, it would seem that police uh, have developed a culture in which they take advantage of the fact that people believe them and therefore make statements that uh, favor them that aren't true. Well, if, because, if in order for them to take advantage of people believing them, they must tell the truth sometimes. I never said they didn't tell the truth sometimes. Please stop putting words in my mouth. I didn't say You I, did on Twitter I wasn't and Facebook. Saying that you were saying this, what I was saying. And, you and did on you Twitter and Facebook. Do you assuming, want to apologize for it? No, you said that you assumed that these individuals were telling a lie because of the circumstances with That's no right. evidence whatsoever. Therefore, you're essentially the calling all liars. The evidence is that police have a tendency to lie. I didn't say they always lie, and I didn't say that all cops lie, but that uh, but police that have a tendency guys... to lie. And you've got Benjamin here, who's an experienced activist, who's telling you that's his similar observation. I hear you. Go ahead, Benjamin. I, I think they definitely lean that way. And uh, recently, I was on a road trip with my father to Minnesota. To I want you to tell the rest of the story. Hang on. We'll get to your road trip story here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. They definitely do lean that way, especially when their personal safety is on the line, especially when they've iced some high hippie who set his house on fire. Remember co- remember the uh, the cops from the DNC back in 2008, I think it was, with the We Get Up Early to Beat the Crowds t-shirts. They were wearing their corruption right on their shirts. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we will share with you. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got news updates, listening options, the Shrine of Female listeners. We give it all away, so enjoy. And if you would like, you can help support the show. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get a free bumper sticker. The instructions are there as to how to do that. Uh, over at promote.freetalklive.com. Plus, download web graphics and banners, high-res graphics as well. Uh, you can get all of that over at promote.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project is one of the longest-running sponsors of this radio program. They uh, are a group that we were supporting long before they were sponsors of the show, however. That's a true statement. Uh, Mark, you, myself, and Johnny Ray have all moved here from uh, the South, just by coincidence, uh, that uh, we've all all moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project for the purpose of achieving more liberty in our lifetime, to get together with others who think on a similar mindset, 
uh, that is that liberty is important, and in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. Uh, so if that's something that rings a bell with you, you should really take the time to go to freestateproject.org. Check out their 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire. It's on the left-hand side of the page. You have to click one of the top options, and then it will appear. Uh, would, <clears throat> would I be right in describing the Free State Project as a Galt's Gulch types type deal? I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. I can't say for sure I know exactly what Galt's Gulch is. I mean, I've heard about it over the years, but I've never read the, the book Atlas Shrugged uh, nor seen the movies. So I can't say I have personal experience directly with the concept. But I, if it's something like people want to move away from the the horrible, aggressive you know, state society and, and do their own thing, then, yeah, I think there's a lot of – People that would agree with that. Galt's Gulch was a little more secret. Well, Galt's Gulch was secret. very secretive. Quite secret, yeah. Yeah, this is not a secret. We're doing this right out in the open, and people are... And being successful. ...being active and being successful. And the more people that we can get here, the better off everybody's going to be. So there was. I was talking with uh, an activist from the Philadelphia region recently, and he was talking about the great crew they have down there. And I was like, you know what? It'd be great if that great crew would come here to New Hampshire, as well as all the other great crews of activists from around the country because you may have a great crew of activists where you are but are you really accomplishing anything are you really doing anything more than the occasional you know bit of outreach or meet up with uh, drinks at the at the bar or the restaurant or something like that are you actually seeing tangible increases in the liberty of the people not just that in your life but around I, you? i think that's the way it starts though i mean i agree with you that uh, if you want to you know, if liberty is the most important thing to you and you want to provide liberty to other people, that the, the Free State Project's the way to go about doing that. But I think that it all starts with local groups. We had one in Sarasota. Well, yeah, we did, but we weren't doing anything that was of any significance. Nothing, nothing was being won. No one was doing any civil disobedience or any significant level of outreach above what I did on uh, every uh, you know April fifteenth, where I would do uh, some outreach there, and I would do some outreach at the at the county fair and the gun show and the lesbian pride fest. But all the outreach was being organized by me. That's true, and uh, there wasn't really any tangible benefit coming and, from all that and outreach. And I wonder if people in given areas um, were honest with themselves if they'd say that there was one or two activists that really were the organizers the star in, activists in the that leaders. area yeah. and if those activists you know those activists are going to be tempted because they really care if they're active they're going to be they're, they're going to be tempted to move to the free state project and if they did what would happen to the local activism Wait. i wasn't by any means a star activist in sarasota florida i mean i i manned your booth once i think mm-hmm. um and you know did a, you know, a couple of things here and there but Picking up and moving, I certainly am far more active than I used to be. I mean, I'm glad if somebody has a group of uh, liberty-minded folks in their area, and if you're in a big city like Philly, there should be at least a couple dozen of you. So certainly, that's it's a good thing to be around community. But imagine living in a place where you have more liberty activists around than you can possibly know. We have that here in New Hampshire. I can't possibly know all the 1,100 people, approximately 1,100 people that are here now as part of the Free State Project. That's just way too many. I'm really optimistic about the future of the human race. Maybe that's just because I have two alternatives and I pick the one that makes me feel the best. But I am. I'm, I am. I'm very hopeful about the human race. I'm optimistic. I think we're going to make the right choices. But the tagline of the Free State Project says it all for me, which is liberty in our lifetime. I want it not just for future generations. I want freedom for me. I want clinical immortality for me. <laughs> right on. 
Robot bodies. Let's go to Benjamin, listening uh, in Northern California. You're one of those super activists, Benjamin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you're one of the two guys from Good Men Do Something. Is that right? Uh, that would be correct. Excellent. And I don't you... know that I would call a super activist. Well, I, I would call you a super activist because you uh, went out there, you did some outreach, you stood behind your principles when the police attempted to, uh, that when the police accosted and arrested you, and then you for stood behind your principles all the way through a trial where you were found guilty for uh, essentially not doing exactly as the police told you and turning over identification when you weren't in point of fact in, in, in any legal obligation to actually have that identification on you. But that's a whole other story. So I think anybody right. that puts the, their freedom on the line like that is a super activist and, uh, you know, whatever. So go ahead with your story you were going to tell us about. Uh, we didn't really well, get into it. My father and I and the rest of my family, actually, uh, we refused to fly. So when we wanted to attend uh, my uncle's wedding, my father and I road tripped here from Northern California all the way to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, drove there, we got there, and while we were there uh, at the wedding reception, there was a bunch of uh, Mormon Minnesotans you know, as, as milk toast as they come, you know, teetotaling, uh, you know, very nice, jovial people. When it came up that I had been arrested and convicted for the aforementioned uh, criminal behavior, their response wasn't, oh gosh, oh goodness, uh, you know, that's crazy. Their uh, response, and I had this conversation with at least four individuals, was, well, yeah, cops are a-holes. Hmm. You know, so... Uh, I left that experience going, you know, it's not just activists uh, standing behind their pr- principles. It's not just, uh, you know, college students running, you know, who are drunk running into cops. It's, you know, it's not just inner city uh, youth running into cops having these bad experiences. It's everyone. Right. If cops treated people fairly and if cops treated people honestly and uh, with good intentions in most cases, then they wouldn't have that, Im- that, wouldn't have that image problem uh, that apparently they now have amongst uh, good, clean Mormons as well. It's an interesting story. And Benjamin, uh, thanks for that. How, by the way, you're running for political office out there, aren't you? Uh, yeah, for city council. How's uh, it going? I'm one, of, I'm one of five people running for three positions. All right. Um, two of the people are uh, incumbents. But uh, I feel like things are going well. I got uh, a nice sign that's uh, been put up all around uh, town. It's a small town. We have about 3,000 people here. Um, so got my, my signs out all around town. And uh, people. I'm getting a lot of uh, positive feedback. Only had one negative feedback when someone says, uh, told me uh, he didn't want my door hanger because, uh, quote, uh, he doesn't think people should be allowed to grow marijuana near school. <laughs> uh, I just laugh because you know I'm a teetotaler. I, you know, I'm not. That, but his word "allowed," I was like, I just walked away. But in my head, you I was, are a teetotaler, meaning you don't uh, support or I've, use any uh, mind-altering I've substances. Never, I've never used mind-altering substances. Uh, there, with the one He's an Eagle of, Scout, Ian. <laughs> well, I didn't know brother, that Eagle so Scouts haven't had a drink. Uh, I've never, I've never so much as had a sip of alcohol. Wow. Never, were you raised that way? He's a Mormon. Well, my well, I'm I didn't know he was a Mormon. Not Mormon anymore, um, but I was raised a Mormon, and it uh, just uh, made sense to me. I don't, I don't, I like my mental state, and I feel no need to alter it. Interesting. Um, 
Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that uh, you know somebody. You're the only person I know who hasn't <laughs> has never touched any kind uh, of mind altering substance. What I find amusing substance. is is that nobody for a second even imagines that it's a problem to have a convenience store that sells beer across the street from a but someone growing marijuana. School. Oh my I mean, god! Right across the street from my high school, there was a convenience store, and that convenience store had cigarettes yeah. and alcohol probably aspirin and other things like that and well, but these were specifically mind alter, mind altering and addictive substances take too much aspirin you'll die hey benjamin thanks well, for the call go ahead sorry well no that's fine no i mean real quick oh uh i was just gonna say it blows people's mind when i tell them i'm for drug legalization and i'm a that's a great position to take, absolutely, and I, I had, thank you for the call. I had Little Pig's Barbecue across from my high school. Mm-hmm. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control, bring up anything, it's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we will share with you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you in studio. It's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. And uh, we'll continue here with your calls. Also want to invite you to our website where you can actually contribute various different, in various different ways to the program. You can contribute financially, if you'd like, uh, via the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it's the primary key method for Free Talk Live getting on more radio stations across the country is being able to effectively market the show to them uh, by, for instance, using advertisements and radio publications, also doing physical appearances at radio conventions that we do a couple times a year. And so these are a couple of different ways. And another one is uh, like, for instance, if a station needs some satellite hardware to receive the show that they don't already have. Most stations already have it, but every now and then a station will uh, not have it and it'll be what they need to get us on. We'll give it to them. So uh, that stuff costs money, and the Free Talk Live AMP program can help cover those costs. Uh, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Get the details and get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website through authorize.net over at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to James listening in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Yes, uh, Hi, I just want to talk about the Admiralty t- Maritime Law. Do is this Jamie told you so? Yes, it is. Hey, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, yeah. Can you take it off the speakerphone and talk to us on the handset? Well, well, okay. That'd be, that'd be nice. I'd appreciate it. Just it sounds better. It sounds better. Our Jamie. listeners will, will better okay. be able to appreciate what you have to say. Now, you're a okay. long-time listener of Free Talk Live, Jamie. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's been it's been a long time. We since haven't heard, heard from you. Yeah, how long has it been since you've called in? It's been like a year, probably, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I've been I've been learning the laws and stuff. Have you now? Do y'all know about the uh, maritime law? Uh you know, I've heard a few things about it. What are you going to tell me about it? Go ahead. Well, when you go in the court, there's this uh, friend's flag on the side <laughs> there. 
That means it's a foreign court. A foreign court, right, right. Yes, it is. It's an American flag with a, with a fringe, fringe on it, but a yellow gold fringe. fringe on the side. Okay. Gold fringe. Yep, yep. Do the judges know this? <laughs> yeah, they do. Do the bailiffs in the court know this? They're all, yeah, they're all Masons, too. Mm, I see. Now, they're what, all part of the secret society. Now, what do you do with this knowledge? Oh, what do I do with this yeah. knowledge? Get it out to people. Power is knowledge. But but what <laughs> once once I have the power of this knowledge, what exactly do you. I do with it? Well, like if you ever get in a, you have to go to court or something, just to uh, tell them you know what's going on and stuff. Is there some kind of and special they, hand they, symbol? If they, they they think you're crazy or something, they will. Well, just. Uh, have you ever heard? What do you of say to him? You say, "Now look at here, Judge. You got that yellow fringe hey, on that there I'm flag." Just playing, but I'm not. It's not. It's for real. But you've never it's actually tried it, right? Well, yeah, actually, I've, I've actually tried it. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? What was the circumstance? Well, he kept on arguing with me and stuff. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. Told, what was the circumstance? Any, any what were you in there for? What? Else? What were you in there for in the first place? Speeding ticket. Okay. And he was arguing with me. Was this the arraignment? And, well, I, no. No? Was this a trial? It, it was, it, hey, he did, it was like a hearing, like. Okay, so you don't know what an arraignment is? Uh, no. Uh, All I know is I was there, and he told yeah. me, he called me up. And what'd you say to him? I told him, you know, what I told I didn't tell him about the, I knew all this crap I know about. Now, wait, you didn't tell him that, or you did tell him? I didn't tell him about it, but he. Uh, but I was fixing to because he was kind of peeing me off. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, but uh, he know he knows all about it. But he got uh, when what I was talking. You know he knows about it. You didn't say anything to him. Common law jurisdiction. You ever heard of that? Yep. No, no, no. You're moving along too fast yeah, here. I gotta know what, how the, how you know that the judge knew all about the fringe. But thing, you didn't bring it up. Maritime law and that that's a foreign flag. Okay. That's a question, Jamie. How did he know about He just <laughs> dropped off the line. Jamie? Jamie? Oh, he's gone. Oh, God. Too many questions. Uh, look, you know, there's a lot of theories out there about the courts. and uh, Jamie used to call in and say, now, I'm going to make a prediction. And you can look back on this and you can say, see, Jamie told you so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he got the name, Jamie told you so. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Ian, yeah. I do have some words, uh, some practical magic words that have worked for, for me. Yeah. Okay. What, would what you like they? to hear about? Yeah, I would. Well, this worked for me on two occasions. This strategy, it was a in the state of New Hampshire, the rules of the district court of the state of New Hampshire require that the prosecutor shall provide for the defendant a list of the witnesses it intends to introduce at trial. That's true. Within what two weeks of the trial, I believe. That's right. Within yep. within fourteen days of the trial, on. One occasion, I had a the prosecutor. I had a judge dismiss the trial. the 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 prosecutor this was Burke, right? Yep. The yeah. prosecutor Eli Rivera could not go forward because he could not show that he had made any effort to provide a list of the witnesses f- for me. How long ago was this? Uh, two years ago. Wow, I'm surprised they stuck you with uh, that prosecutor. Because two, two and a half, three. I don't. I the guy you're talking really about is a police officer that they have handle. You know, most of their tickets, and they try to cut plea deals with people. Usually, if they know it's a free state project participant, they'll send you over to the real prosecutor, the real attorney. I don't think that they knew anything about Apparently me not. then. No, you, you snuck below the radar. Nice job. And 
since then, I had a trial in So Henniker. you motioned to dismiss? No. So you, no? No, I objected when the witness was called to the stand. Oh. I allowed him to be sworn in, which attaches jeopardy to the case, so that if it's dismissed, you can't be retried. Damn. So had you objected previously, then you would not have uh, the case would not have had he jeopardy. He could have uh, held off on the what what they you know adjourned for a month, given him his piece of paper, mm. and then uh, called it back up. Right. Smart, right? I got it from a lawyer, a uh, one of a, a free state project participant from the Midwest. I'm not going to say his name. Yep, I know that guy. Nice guy. And I used the same strategy much more recently in Henniker. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I took a plea deal on on that occasion, but I had my my plea deal. I was given an original plea deal, and the prosecutor was wondering why I wasn't taking it. And like I like an idiot, maybe maybe not. I told him exactly what I had in mind. So he said, "Hold on a minute." He went back and and he dropped two or three more charges from it, or reduced it another couple of steps. So I went from paying a total of about seven hundred dollars. He gave me a plea deal, probably around probably around three hundred and fifty dollars. And when I told him that he didn't have a list of witnesses provided for me, or I s- suggested that I didn't think he did, and I was going to object to any witnesses he brought, he reduced it to a hundred dollars. But you're saying you think that was a mistake telling him that in advance. Like you should have waited till trial and pulled the same trick with the right right when he calls a witness sort of thing. I think that I scored some points with him. Mm-hmm. They were they were having a new ju- a new judge was coming into that court was coming into that courthouse. I think on that very day. He didn't seem to know any of the lawyers and I felt like I was saving the prosecutor from making himself look like an ass. I see what you're saying. In front of the new judge. But you still got to pay 100 bucks. Still had to pay 100 bucks. The police chief was he was he was very unhappy. He was very unhappy with with the outcome of that. Seemed to me. Well, you know, that's the legal system. Nobody's happy. Well, yep, yep. I I uh, at the very least, I denied them. I, they did not cover their costs on me, and that's my goal. In your case, you were working within their system, uh, using their own rules uh, against them, and you did a good job of it. In Jamie Tojuso's case, he's talking about uh, a conspiracy theory that has no real-life evidence to support what it is that he's he's talking about, this idea that, oh, it's a maritime court, and you can tell because it's got a gold fringe on the flag, and all you have to do is not cross the bar, otherwise you're getting on their ship, and we're all ships because we're all registered with the you know, association of whatever you and got, a birth got a birth certificate, certificate after and so all, it's a birth you? because you're a ship and there's like all kinds of crazy uh conspiracy so the answer is yes i've i've heard about the maritime thing before and no there's no evidence to prove that any of it will do anything to save your butt from whatever criminal charges uh, there or traffic citations that they're they're i'm open to whatever information there is out I'm there i'm not close to it I'd i just like need to see, to see the, the evidence yeah i'd like to see the video i want to see jamie tojuso on video going into court uh, in Kentucky, with this theory and having it apply successfully, and I've yet to see any sort of video like that. There's one video of a guy in Canada who's using some Freeman techniques in court, and he seems to have success. He does manage to get the judge to leave the bench, but from what I understand, the follow-up of that story is that they they did continue coming after him after that particular date, and of course, that has not been documented in as good of a manner as the actual in-court video had been. So really what you need to see is a full-on 
following of a case from beginning to end with someone using one of these tactics. And if they actually do get a case thrown out, then they'd have a they'd have an arguable point. They'd have a real persuasive case. But as of right now, I've yet to see it. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 3 is next. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make it. Wait. No. Now. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Because you scared me! What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. The number is 855-450-FREE, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Uh, 855-450-FREE. We're going to give you... uh, Johnny Ray and I had an experience today at the local courthouse uh, that... Well, I think we wanted to share a bit of, so we'll get to that here in a moment. But Clyde and Pete are on the line calling from North Carolina. A couple other guys that have had a little bit of experience uh, in a courthouse and a courtroom. Uh, good evening, gents. Good evening. Howdy. Hey, it's Pete from uh, Pete Air from copblock.org and uh, Clyde Voluntarist from nevertakeaplea.com. Is it Clyde or .org? Yes, uh, both of us here. Um, we were just calling in because we have an announcement to make. Oh, um, right across the street from the Teen Activist Center mm-hmm. is a house that was up for sale, and we made an offer on it, and that offer has now been accepted. Congratulations. That's pretty exciting. Keen, yep. yep, Keen needs more Pete and more Clyde. Yes, Fact. absolutely. <laughs> Going to create the Liberty Ghetto. Now, as I understand it, you are working with uh, the Porcupine real estate agent, Mark Warden, uh, who is one of the... Hmm? Yeah, he was absolutely awesome. The best experience I've ever had with any real estate agent, bar none. Wow, that's uh, quite an endorsement. Mark, make a, make a note of that one. <laughs> Bar none, gotcha. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mark Warden's been a longtime sponsor of this program. He's also a state rep who's running for re-election this year. And, uh, Goffstown. Yeah, in Goffstown. He's a real, really, not just a great realtor, but a great all-around activist. He's a real get-out-there kind of guy. And, you know, one of the few state reps who will actually show up at a 420 celebration. He doesn't partake, uh, but, you know, it's, it's pretty rare that you see a state rep kind of guy showing up at something like that to, to show support. So just an all-around, really a supportive activist. Uh, so that's really exciting. I know that uh, y'all had the inspector coming over tomorrow, so the ball is rolling on that. That pretty much is the only thing standing between um, us and the closing. The closing date is uh, in just a few weeks, actually. 
That's pretty awesome. And so I imagine that uh, that will give more people the opportunity to uh, to come up here. The more it seems like anybody that rents out rooms to uh, liberty activists who are moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, they don't seem to have too much trouble filling them in the more busy areas like uh, Manchester or Keene, for instance. I uh, just put the word out that you're looking to fill some rooms up and uh, people who've been looking to rent a room will all of a sudden seem to move up their plans or you know connect with you at the at just the right time uh, to uh, to get up here. I know Johnny Ray's looking for a place right now. That's right. In fact. Uh, so so that's exciting. And uh, Mark, you kind of made an offhand comment about uh, about a ghetto. What was that? The all Liberty about? Ghetto. You can have a bunch of Liberty houses in one place. Yeah, but kind of ghetto's kind of like a negative uh, connotation, right? Then clean your house. My house is pretty about clean. The, Are you uh, suggesting my house is not clean? It's for the outside. Are you suggesting it's not clean on it's the inside? It's a mess. The, taint, the, the paint's t- peeling and all that stuff. No, no, you've got a nice house on the inside. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just put a new roof on, too. So uh, Looks good. Got a lot of comments on it from the neighbors, from what I understand. Anyway, uh, good news, guys. So what else is going on in your world? Oh, that's it. Uh, I mean, that was a lot that's been going on the last few weeks. Uh, but I, I kind of like your term better, Ian, the Free Street Project. The yeah. Free Street Project. But if somebody buys something on the other end of the uh, other, other, other street that uh, connects, then, you know, then they're out. It could be the Free Streets Project. The free Block Project. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. Like if liberty minded people actually move together in one, you know, one localized area. What's the value for, in it? it? Well, the value is that uh, you're there. You can kind of keep an eye on each other's houses. That's like, a value. Can you imagine the police show up? They're already they already don't like being here because the Keen Activity Center is is here next to the LRN.FM studios. And uh, it's usually got some activists in it. And so, therefore, the police, when they show up, will tend to come over to the LRN.FM studios just because they don't think there are as many people here. Uh, and they'll deliver a notice that they want to deliver to somebody over the activ- uh, the activist center, but they won't because they don't want to go over there. And uh, so then you get a situation where the police show up, and then you've got people pouring out of their front doors all down the neighborhood. Uh, they're definitely not going to want to deal with a, a situation like that. So maybe this will be, be the beginning of a project like that, Clyde. Yeah, the Free Street Project seems is would be a, a microcosm of the Free State Project of the ideal of the Free State Project, and it would be super concentration. Well, you know, the the Free State Project has uh, value in that it is taking over this artificial entity called a state, or at least uh, intending to. Uh, you know, use the the powers imbued in this this uh, state. Whereas streets, blocks, cities, counties, these entities don't have those same kind of uh, that same kind of autonomy. Well, I don't think that the reason is to seek power. I think the reason is to create a community. Right. I, mean, and I think that w- what you mentioned right. is great. I mean, when you're when you're talking about uh, being able to watch over each other's houses, that's strong. I mean, that's not the only reason, but just just to have the community and have people close together, I think there's a lot of value. Do you guys you guys agree with that? Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward to uh, being a good neighbor, you know, uh, interacting with people in the, in the neighborhood and the community and helping out, you know, maybe uh, helping people less able to, to, you know, I don't know, mow their lawn or, or shovel a driveway or just help out, like carry stuff for them, whatever I can do to just be a good neighbor, you know, I'll be there. So I'm looking forward to, to really solidifying those ties and, and uh, you know, let them see that, uh, hey, this is a decent person and, uh, you know, maybe from there there'll be a little more. Uh, receptive or open-minded to maybe considering some of the views that I might try to share with them. You have a neighborhood where when your neighbor is having a party that's a little too loud because you've got to get up early the next morning, have a have a street where instead of calling the police on the guy, you walk next door, knock on the door and say, hey, this is, this. can you can you please quieten it down a little bit? Yeah, that, that'd be right. nice to have. A real neighborliness. 
Yeah, or even before that, just go next door and say, hey, next week I'm having a party. If if it gets too loud, like, here's my phone number and just be proactive. Damn, thinking two moves ahead. And or, or you could just have a block party as well and involve the entire uh, neighborhood. But wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That doesn't work out for me because i got to get up early the next morning. Well, it depends. <laughs> Use earplugs. Depends on how late the uh, the block party goes. Now, there's actually a, a neighbor around here who uh, I guess he he called me one day and left a message, and he didn't leave his name. He said, "Ian, it's one of your neighbors." And then he went on to say, "A couple of your morons are outside yelling <laughs> at each other in the street, as though they're my people and I'm in control of them, or something like that." And I uh, I looked up his number because I had his number and I did a reverse phone search on him and I found out which neighbor it was. I called back. He didn't answer the call. And I left a message saying, hey, it's Ian Freeman. I was returning your call from earlier. I'd like to know a little bit more about the situation with people allegedly yelling. I said, it doesn't sound like anything my tenants would do. So I'd like to know a little bit more about that if you could call me back. And I left my number. He never called back, so I went to the Keene Activity Center and asked the uh, management there, you know, if they knew anything about this because I hadn't heard it. It was supposedly, at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, um, and they knew immediately who it was. And they said that uh, Amish Paul and his son were getting into an argument out front. Uh, his son has uh, since left the area. But, uh, you know, people sometimes get into arguments. Sometimes human beings do that, especially people in some families. You know, they're more likely to do that sort of thing. Oh, and they so, had a radio program together. Amish Paul had uh, – but we've never yelled at each other outside, Mark. Uh, but Not Amish much. Paul had uh, – I had offered to apologize to this neighbor, and I said, that's absolutely the right thing to do. Appreciate you know you being willing to do that. And apparently when he went over there, he says that this guy just unloaded on him and claimed that, oh, it's because of the Keene Activity Center is why uh, property values are going down in the area and that all the neighbors are talking about it and that uh, next time he's going to call the police and et cetera, et cetera, which is just ridiculous. I mean, the Keene Activity Center is a relatively new uh, development, and property values have been going down since long before its existence in this area but there there is an interesting point to that and that is that activism or activists moving together into an intentional community like this could very well upset the statist minded folks in the area to the point where they might just move out and uh having more houses on the market could draw draw the uh the pro, you know the prices of the houses oh, down uh creating sort of a ghetto effect as mark had suggested earlier but that would be a good thing for us because it would put more houses in the reach of the average activist to uh to purchase so it may actually create a, a negative effect on status but a drawing effect on liberty minded folks Right. I, I hope our president has a positive externality for the neighborhood. I hope so, too. I mean, when I've talked to the neighbors, for the most part, they have not been nasty uh, to me. There's just this one guy who only said something to someone else. So I'm only going on hearsay. I don't know if, you know, what story Paul was telling was really accurate as to how he recalled it or what actually happened. Anyway, guys, look forward to seeing you up here sooner rather than later. And congratulations on having the offer accepted on the house. Appreciate the update. Uh, that's Pete from CopLock.org and Clyde. More coming up. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
is Free Talk Live. You can take control toll-free, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a lot of them, including archives. Click and download. You can have uh, archives going all the way back to late 2006. And they are all completely free. So go to freetalklive.com. We've got the latest uh, seven days right at the top of the page. And then if you click over on the left-hand side under Listen and Share, click on the SoundCloud link. That will take you to years' worth of the archives. Or just go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com. It's a quick little shortcut. That'll get you right to where you're looking to go. And uh, download whatever you want. They're all completely free. freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. Excuse me. It's really three companies in one. They do collections early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. All right, let's continue here. I just, I'm pretty jazzed about the news that uh, Clyde and Pete just announced here a moment ago because one of the things that the liberty movement in New Hampshire really needs – uh, and certainly over the Keene area, are more investors. I mean, I can count the number of investors, like people with the money to buy a house, on one hand uh, in this area. I don't know if it's that much better in places like Manchester. I'm not you know, too clear on how many folks out there are buying houses. But also, it kind of makes sense. You know, The people that are going to move earlier in this movement, this migration of people from across the country and around the world to move all into one place to get active, the people that are going to move sooner than later are the ones without as many strings, the ones without uh, the business to clean up and, and to move and or sell or the house to uh, to sell somewhere else in the country or the family that they have to move or whatever. You know, a lot of people that are a little bit more tied down in certain areas, they're going to be the ones that take longer to move. And I know that somebody like Clyde has been looking and interested in for quite a while. And so he's finally managed to uh, to get the deal he was looking for. Back in 2008, I was I was just like paper, man, like trash. Just blowing in the wind. Just blowing in the wind. Yeah. Are you a little bit better off now uh, than you were back then? Uh, I am. I, I, I'm I'm better off materially, and mostly I'm better off because I am in the heart of the most credible agent for change in the whole world. I think you're talking about the Free State Project. I'm talking about the Free State Project. I'm talking about Free Talk Live. I'm talking about. I am so much happier because I'm pursuing ends that are consistent with values with my own values and i think the world is screwed up i've talked about talked about this great creepy collectivism that has pervaded our culture and this place has got supermen and superwomen and this is where i want to be if only for the fun of it you know what? I agree with that. You know, even if some of the some of the cons- you know the conspiracy minded folks out there will say, "Well, I don't want to go to the Free State Project. They might roll in tanks, or they'll I don't assa- think they're saying begin that an assassination campaign." I haven't heard that in years. I mean, I at this point, still, with the Free State, that's still one of the concerns with the Free State people. Project in place for. Almost going on a decade now. You could argue that we're not effective enough and that once we become effective enough, that's when the assassination campaign will begin. Some people do believe this. You know, you go over and look at a place like the Ron Paul forums and you'll st- the people that are new to the idea of the Free State Project, they will come up with that, uh, that objection. Like, they're going to roll, they're going to nuke the place. Well, you know what? If that's the case, at least we had fun before if the nuke dropped. Going- 
If there was a you liberty know? movement going on in the United States, uh, a la the Ron Paul campaign actually doing something besides turning people on to the ideas of liberty, mm-hmm. if uh, things were really happening and an assassination campaign was going to be put into play, it does. you don't need all to be in one state for that to happen. I mean, if, if, uh, some, if nefarious black ops agency XYZ wants to do a black ops uh, a black op no, assassination to... against liberty activists, they don't care if you're in Texas, California, Florida, or Utah. Yeah, but they tend to believe that uh, you know, concentrating activism is oh, more likely to be made, to make, be successful. Make it ta- that you'll be targeted. It's more likely that you'll be successful, so therefore it would be necessary to target you. That's what they believe. Yeah. Okay. So it, it is a it is a uh, it's a fear of success. Yeah. Yeah. It's a statement about success. Right. They're they're afraid because you know it's easy to be a liberty activist when all you do is complain and get together every once in a while with Why your buddies. Why do it? And Why uh, not just be happy? In bitch your over life? drinks. Why, know, Why care about do. the ideas of liberty at that point? What do you mean? If you can't have any effect on them? Yeah, if you can't. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you can. It, it's got to be really frustrating to listen to Free Talk Live, hear the news stories about the government's, it, uh, you know, depredations in certain areas, yeah. and not want to do anything about it. If the I, feds ever dared to assassinate Johnny Ray, the country would rise in anger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Cecilia. I hope. Uh, I hope you're right. Let's go to Cecilia. She's listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Hey, Cecilia. Hey, Ian. Hey, it's Cecilia from ladiesandkeen.com. We were out uh, on the streets with you today in the uh, the courthouse. Yeah, I heard you guys were talk about it, so I'm going to call in. All right. Well, we hadn't started talking about it, so what would? Uh, wh- why were we in the courthouse today? Well, uh, they installed a new checkpoint downstairs in City Hall because the court is on the second floor during the day. Right. The City Hall building uh, has held the district courthouse in this area for as long as I've lived here. I don't know how many years it's been in that building, but I believe it's several before when uh, when I moved here back in 2006. And it's always just been up on the second floor. They got a little security checkpoint up there where they wave uh, wands around people and pat you down. Uh, but uh, today, for some reason, uh, you know, after all these years, they've decided they're going to move the security checkpoint to the first floor of the city building. Uh, take up approximately a quarter of the entirety of the first floor of the building with the their lobby. Secu- yeah, their lobby with the security apparatus. It's not like and- there's really anything going on in the lobby except some sort of historical stuff in cases. Well, but now what they've effectively done is they're now screening everyone who's attempting to get up the stairs or the elevator in the building, meaning now everyone who is going up on city business is being screened for weapons, which to me seems like it could be illegal. Like, you know, the idea is that uh, there aren't supposed to be prohibitions on being able to carry a weapon into a municipal office. There are prohibitions on carrying weapons into courtrooms, but not into municipal offices. But this is having the effect of banning people from open carrying, for instance, right up into or even concealed carrying up into, a, you know, to the city of zoning assessor's office or wherever. Yeah, totally. And uh, what I find interesting um, is I think Daryl asked the question to the bailiff that, you know, if there'd still be a checkpoint upstairs, he's like, oh, no, there's not going to be a checkpoint. But if we think you might have gotten through security with something, then we might pull you aside and talk to you. Mm-hmm. So to me, it sounds like that could be like the TSA was pulling you out of line to get on your flight. We're going to check you out. We're going to see what's going on over here. But you've already been checked. That's just silly to me. 
The good news is they are not cracking down on cameras on the first floor. One of the problems we've had here in Keene is over the years they've made several arrests on the second floor of the building. Now, just to clarify how this is set up, the way it used to be is you'd walk into the second floor court lobby. If you go off to the right, there's a door on the right that'll take you to some more city offices. If you go off to the left, you go into the courtroom area of the second floor. So the second floor is divvied up between courtroom and uh, court, you know, clerk office, and then the rest of the city offices. So uh, it used to be that if you had a video camera out in that court lobby, your butt would be arrested. And our friend Derek J uh, has been arrested for it. Sam Dodson, who formerly was a co-host of this show, has been arrested for it. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com has been arrested for it. Uh, multiple people have been threatened over it. And so I was pleased to see that they were not threatening people who were entering the first floor with video cameras, as I did today, and uh, you did as well. There's more to say about this. You're welcome to stick with us to continue the conversation, Cecilia. That's Cecilia from ladiesandkeen.com. There's more coming up here. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the mobile site. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams, the software you'll need to tune them in. All of it is free. Also, the podcast is reachable from there as well. Go to m dot freetalklive.com and tell me about the bitcoin mark bitcoin is an online currency it's peer-to-peer and open source it's you know basically money for the internet you can send and receive money with bitcoins without paying any fees it happens very quickly i wouldn't call it instantaneous and it's a really great service and it really allows you to have control over your own money rather than banking institutions and governments and things like this. I mean, essentially, when you put your money into uh, you know, some service to move your money around the world, you're just relying that that service doesn't shut your account down. And there's a lot of horror stories of that happening. Bitcoin, it's not possible. If you're a, uh, a vendor, you do your chargebacks at your discretion. Bitcoin, there are no you know, third-party chargebacks or anything like that. Also, uh, blockchain.info, which is a company that's sort of affiliated with Bitcoins. Bitcoins is this open source project, and lots of people have lots of ideas. Blockchain.info offers you an online encrypted wallet. Uh, it's avail- they have apps for Android and jailbroken iPhones. With it, you can send money to people's email accounts, to your Facebook friends, or to anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. Bitcoins are amazing, and the projects that they're creating around it are amazing also. You can get your free wallet today at blockchain.info. All right, so we're going to continue with your calls. Cecilia, by the way, dropped off the line from Ladies in Keene. She was calling to share her observations. And uh, just I wanted to continue this briefly to make sure, Johnny Ray, you got your thoughts out as well. Because I know you'd wanted to talk about our interactions today with the friendliest bailiff you might ever meet. Uh, Lance uh, is the guy who is uh, – his name. first name is Lance. I believe his last name is Walton. Uh, but uh, he's the head of court security for several court – 
areas in New Hampshire, and he's most frequently seen in the Keene District Courthouse uh, being in charge. He's just one of the friendliest uh, bureaucrats you'll come across. He he seems to be genuinely concerned that people like him, uh, which a lot of bureaucrats, they just don't care if they if you like them or not. Uh, but in this case, he does. And so he's always, you know, cracking a joke. He's a always, nice guy. yeah, he's always talking about something that he's interested in and uh, striking up a conversation with you. Um, so he was there today when we walked in to check out their new security checkpoint that they had built in the uh, the first floor of the city building, essentially expanding the perimeter of the actual courthouse facility down from the second floor to the first floor. This is an unprecedented expansion. It doesn't make any sense as to why they've decided to do this. The claim is that uh, the, the Supreme Court decided to hand this down as an edict that, you know, thou shalt have uh, more security, thou shalt uh, install this, you know, in the on the first floor. Even though next year they already have uh, plans to build a $10 million courthouse in town. So they, they've got the security coming. They're going to have, you know, a custom, their own courthouse. They'll have all the security in there they want to have. You can better believe that. But it's strange that after, you know, uh, let's just say a decade that they've been in this, uh, this, this building, now all of a sudden in the final year of their stay, now it's necessary to have super strict security that affects the majority of the property like this is a uh, there's a third floor to this building that's all city offices the second floor about half of the second floor is city offices now you have to get screened for weapons before being able to go up into the city offices this is unprecedented and one of the questions i asked at least to my knowledge was do you know of any other city buildings in new hampshire or town offices wherein you must be screened to go and see the and do business with the town bureaucrats and he did not know of any, and I doubt there are any. So I find that suspicious. It's uh, it's strange, and it may even be illegal. What were your thoughts, Johnny Ray, on this uh, encounter? While you and Daryl and Cecilia and am I forgetting anyone? Uh, Kate showed up. Uh, yes, Kate. Also from Ladies and Keen. While you were all interacting with Lance... I was leaning against a pillar. Then I stopped leaning because I thought that was uh, uncouth, maybe disrespectful. But I was playing Androminion on my phone, so I wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't uh, paying attention to the questions. My what I took away from it was the interaction I had with Lance at the end because Lance has always amazed me with how real and alive he is. He's the most alive bailiff that i've ever run across and so many people going in there he doesn't seem to have a chip on his shoulder he doesn't seem to have an attitude problem he told me that he recycles some of his jokes which well that's you've got, only, you've got to yeah that's the, exactly he's, he's he's he processes so many people but every time i go in there i hear a new one every time <laughs> he's got he's got a million of them and he reminds me of rich paul in that way because mm. rich paul is a never-ending stream of puns yeah he and, is. and whether whether you like them or not rich paul's mind is always moving and usually i do like rich paul's humor one of our activist uh, friends up here. Yeah, yeah but I, but I I to, I went over and talked you complimented to Lance. Lance. Yeah, yeah, complimented him on that on the very thing about how he's he's got a million of them, and I haven't heard the same one twice. Yeah. And he um and and we uh, we shook hands at the end of it, and it was beautiful. That's good. Uh, I was. 
I didn't shake his hand today, but he was kind of standing back from uh, from the security checkpoint, uh, and I don't know. I I was I was a little upset that they had expanded their security like this. I I was glad that they weren't threatening us over having video cameras on the first floor because multiple people have been arrested for doing the same thing on the second floor. So that was good to see. It's certainly not good to see the expansion of the security and that now everyone who has business to do with the city is going to be shaken down. I have a problem with that. Oh, and one of the other things I asked him about was. Will the city employees be screened on the way into work in the morning? And his answer was, no, they won't. Mm. And the claim is that, well, they've all had background checks done on them. And I said, really, Lance? Are you telling me that no city employee has ever decided to go crazy and shoot their fellow employees? That's never happened before? Because isn't that the idea behind uh, you know keeping weapons out is so that somebody can't go on some kind of a rampage and hurt somebody? What's who's to say that the uh, oh, I don't know hundreds of the hundred city employees in there that one of the road crew isn't going to go flip right. his s and, and is, uh, start shooting? And this is just one more of the you know the 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 little grains of sand on the the giant scale that shows that they are different than us. That was the point I was making earlier. This they, is my evidence. They they believe themselves to be different than us. Now, right. I don't believe them to be any different, and I, that's the standard I try to hold city bureaucrats and government bureaucrats to. No, they're is, human beings just like the rest of us. What if this was me? How would this go? And, you go through the checkpoint. Well, they go in the back. And not even me, because I'm a convicted felon. What would this be like if you were an average individual? Because I understand that I am part of an underclass, although it's it's not obvious to everybody, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's just something I live with and whatever. But uh, you know they do not. They believe that anybody coming in is a danger. If you're wearing regular clothes, you're a danger. If you're one of us, you're not a danger. That's what they think, yeah. even though the evidence shows differently. So that's uh, some of the de- the developments here in Keene, and I thought it was also pretty cool that. Uh, the discussion about this happened about 15 minutes prior to us deciding to go, and the court closes at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so we headed out there at around 3.30. You happened to be walking down the street at the same time Daryl and I were, so we we called you over and said, hey, you want to come with us? You said yes. I was yes. going to the library at the time. Yep, and then uh, we sent out a keen 411 to let folks know what was going on. Cecilia responded. She showed up with Kate. So within a 15, about a 20-minute window of time, uh, we had made it made plans to go to the courthouse and had rounded up four other people basically to uh, to come with us and that's that can't be done too many places not in too many places do you have that level of activist response in the middle of uh, of the day uh, from folks who are going to step up and and, go, and come up and do something with you loring is calling from clearwater florida you're on free talk live loring hey how you guys doing hey, i uh I know, I, I would imagine there are a lot of gun owners listening, so I just want to say if anyone has an AR-15 or knows someone with an AR-15, manventureoutpost.com has P-Mags on sale for $10 right now. P-Mags, huh? I, I guess that's a good deal. Is that why you're telling us about that? It must be. Yeah, yeah normally they're about $15 or so, and um, $10 is about what you would buy one of the stamps. Deal, um, GI magazine for one of these Loring, I don't know if you were calling in for another reason, but that was uh, manventureoutpost.com, one of our sponsors. You can hang on if you had something else to say. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty. To young and old alike, Libertania, The Liberation of Conformia, is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candymaker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to Libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Here in the remaining moments, we'll get your call in. And if we don't, it's no big deal. You can call back tomorrow night. We do this thing seven nights a week. We are live. So join us at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI 1-855-450-3733. Let's continue here and go back to your calls, your thoughts. Dave is listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hello, Evil hey. Candy Biz. Yes, sir. Hey, we got uh, three inches of snow here today. Winter's Whoa. knocking on the door. Wow, that's a huge deal. Dave, did you have a did you have a an unusual winter like we did last year? We had an incredibly warm, dry winter. I just remember it being warm and it never yeah, it snowed. Was. Very few times did it snow in in Keene, New Hampshire. Was it we like had, had the same same kind? But up on the mountains, we had plenty of snow. So to I'm an old ski bum, so mm. as long as you could ski, I'm a happy guy. So, uh, did you call to give us a weather report, uh, Dave, or was there something <laughs> no. else on your mind? I just wanted to say, after watching uh, <laughs> debates, I have utter disdain and contempt for my government. Man. Did you watch I, the third-party debates? No, I didn't. Ah, okay. I thought you guys and were saying that last was tonight. Night they kept using the word "leader." You know that we need a leader. This, mm. and a yeah, leader, they, they that. the, the, the politicians themselves. Leader, how are we going to lead this? And the the president is not a leader, man. He makes sure that what the people want is carried out, and that the Constitution is followed. All of a sudden, the president is turned into some emperor or something like that. I I, I wanted to. They both need to be slapped around, man. They're yeah, I agree with you. I don't want anything to do with being led by any politicians, whether they be federal, state, that's, or local. That's what America is all about, that we don't have leaders at the people. Right. You can are. lead your own life, supposedly. You are and the king of your own domain. About, they kept asking about where are they going to get the money for defense and the money for this and the money for that, but not one of them. Not one of them. You know, I'm a simple guy. I'm real simple. I could, you know, I just do things simple. And it's real simple mm-hmm. that the Pentagon lost $2.3 trillion. That's a lot of money. $2.3 trillion. That's a lot. And it just so happens that where the Pentagon blew up, that big building with five sides and three mm-hmm. layers, right where the Pentagon blew up, was where all the records of that $2.3 trillion Oops. were. Now, oh, yeah. well, none of these smart guys want to even find out what happened to that $2.3 trillion. They don't, don't want to find out. It's and not going to do them any good. And they're more money and everything. You know, they, oh, they'll get it. criminals, man. These guys are insane. I agree completely. wearing criminals that don't have one iota. Well, of what's going on. They, all they care about is their power and ripping us off and controlling the world, man. Bravo, Everywhere sir. we have a war is a place where they don't 
want to take our fractional reserve banking evil system of money and and if they don't take that bank, they get bombed. Well, and or they have some sort of natural resource that uh, the government's right. corporate buddies are into. And, and and another thing, man, you know, 17 states want to release this wonderful, miraculous plant that will feed us, clothe us, house us, make fuel for us, and medicine. And not one word on it, man. 17 states is oh, yeah. a lot of votes. Yeah, a and third of the population lives in a state that has medical monitoring. 34% of the states. Hey, thanks, Dave. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. As always, I agree with the observations as well at 855-450-FREE. These are not uh, people who you should consider your leaders. They are people that want to control you, control your life. And why anybody wants anything to do with the federal government anymore, I don't understand it. who, Who could possibly want anything they have to offer? You know, I, I think that when people, when you frame the federal government as Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. the average person doesn't want anything to do with them. But if you call them the federal government, when you then call they will. it the United States or, the, or even the federal government to some extent, mm-hmm. but uh, the United States specifically, yeah. who wants anything to do with the United States? Well, you're, you're an America hater. But if mm-hmm. you, who wants anything to do with Washington, D.C.? That's a good point. You're just yeah. sort of the average individual. And I think that many people like a lot of the things. I mean, you know, they like the flag. I like the flag. The flag, the, the flag's pretty. You've been taught to like the flag your whole life uh the, the military you everybody you know the, the large majority of people out there is uh you know thinks the military is doing the right thing even do though yeah i think they do even really? though they may disagree with the war they believe that the people in the military are doing the right thing the, the soldiers need to be supported it's the even right if you thing to do what you, t- you were told when no matter what you're told i right? guess it's ridiculous well, whatever the reason is, is I'm just trying to point out what's yeah. true, not what, uh, what what you may or may not agree with. I've yet to hear any good reasons to stay with the federal government. I mean, they're not protecting you. I understand that's what Barack Obama and George Bush have said. In fact, I think Obama said it the other night on the debate, is that it's his number one job as president to protect the American people. Gardner Goldsmith called him out on that, on the Liberty Conspiracy. That's nonsense. His number one job as commander-in-chief is to uphold and protect the Constitution from all threats, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. And it's not to protect the American people. In fact, the government has no obligation to protect you. Their Supreme Court has determined as much in uh, many, many different cases. William's in Dallas, listening online. William, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, they're not. You're talking uh, about the guy who went to jail for drawing child porn or child pictures of children doing pornographic things. We don't know Actually, if he, he drew. He downloaded them. Yeah, we don't know if he drew the pictures. We know that his wife found them in an uh, in a folder on his his computer. So there's not even any proof that he downloaded them. But he did uh, plead guilty That's to the, the supposed but, crime. Yeah, my bad. That's right. Uh, so anyway, he had some lady uh, call in that was like. I've got a master's degree, and I know everything. Yep, so I refuse she has a to tell you. Degree. You know what yeah, I wanted I to do is I went online and I was going to try to find uh, you know some way to get a pay- fake uh, degree. You know I I got a PhD the PhD <laughs> that says Ian and Mark, and then it's in whatever we're talking about now, and uh, you know from authoritarian figure university. Yeah, and I you know I tried to get that done, but it just it seemed like too much work. So, so what about it, William? Well, yeah, well her claim was that uh, you know uh, if the guy looks at Those cartoons, which, you know, those are kind of common, but anyway, that, you know, he or anybody that looks at child porn is is obviously planning on doing it and they're going to do it and all that, you know. You mean, when you say do it, you mean actually molest a a child? 
that's what I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then, what her claim seemed to be was is that if you have this proclivity towards pedophilia, that the, the looking at pictures like this would uh, set you off, essentially. Well, yeah, I'll say this, and I've been married, I'm happily married, and I'm faithful to my wife, and we've been married for 10 or 12 years. I mean, anyway, I hope she ain't listening. <laughs> but anyway, I've been okay. the whole time I've been looking at at porn, and not once have I ever been with another woman or the three women or whatever. Mm. So I don't know how that that proves or like so the and that woman's theory is that if I've been looking at porn, then I must I'm going to exercise all those fantasies that I've seen, you know. Yeah, and this is one of the things, you know, that you think of so many things you could have said because there's only one thing that can come out of your mouth at a given time. But that's really it is, is, is you know, what I I am a practicing heterosexual. I have no problem with that. And when I look at porn, I generally look at porn with younger women. But you don't see me running off and, uh, you know, abducting younger women against their no. will. Nor, nor do I well, see you going and sneaking off, uh, you know, trying to meet younger women or anything like that. I, you know. Yeah, another thing could be said, like, you know, when you watch football, like pro football, or you watch extreme sports and all that, and, you you know, some people are kind of obsessed with it. A lot of people sit with their fat butt on their couch and don't do any of those things. You know, they, they might watch MMA fighting and all that stuff. You know, we watch MMA fighting. We watch boxers. They're very violent. William, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, sir. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. By the way, uh, Dave in Montana had mentioned he had not seen the third-party presidential debates. Those actually started at 8 p.m. Central, not Eastern. So it started at 9 o'clock Eastern tonight. I don't know at what time they are expected to wrap up. About 10.30, I think. Uh, so, yeah, and a half so long. you might actually be able to tune into it after Free Talk Live. The website uh, that will allow you to do so is freeandequal.org. That's free, A-N-D-E-Q-U-A-L.org. We sponsored the event. We're very That's excited right. about that. Yeah, Pretty cool. And uh, the, there are people that are tweeting about it as we speak on the Now That's a Debate uh, Twitter feed. That's the, the Twitter name is Now That's a Debate. And I hope it's gone well. I, I, you know, obviously we've been on the air the whole time, so we haven't been privy to. Yeah, I'm interested in the highlights. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll see the whole thing, but I'm certainly interested in the highlights. No doubt about it. So we will, uh, of course, return. Uh, lots to talk about that we didn't get to tonight, including one of the things I did want to throw out there in that tom- conversation we were having earlier about the police and uh, them shooting some naked people is that dogs are generally not going to point a gun at you. And uh, in this case, there's a, another example of the police shooting at dogs and killing dogs. Alternate is reporting. This time, it's three dogs on one piece of property. They oh, chased them down and shot them. They shot another dog while it was in its pen inside a fenced-in zone. We can tell you more about it tomorrow night. It's been Ian here with you. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Back tomorrow, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it, and once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice, and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. 
It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.